No, hey everybody, how you doing? Happy New Year, happy 2023, right? Today, what's today's day? Today's Monday, January 30th, 2023, right? I pray that everybody's doing amazing and spectacular and stupendous. Me and Justin Lee Howell, this guy right here, we got a treat for you today. So you make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel, uh, Chaplain's Logs, to hear from him more and see more of his videos. And then you guys already know my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. So check that out. So we have a treat for you to uh, for you guys today. Uh, in our one of our last videos, me and did this video right here. Your identity is hidden through Christ. So check out this video if you haven't seen it already. But in this video, me and Justin, we talked about uh, we answered somebody's question from social media that had to deal with you know how do you how do you hide your identity through Christ? It was some question like that, right? And when we were answering this question. Justin mentioned this Bible verse we're going to talk about today, right? So the Bible verse is Psalms 119, verse 11. So I'm going to go ahead and read uh, that scripture verse for everybody. So Psalms 119, verse 11 reads, let me make it big so everybody can see it. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And that's the NIV version. The King James Version reads, Thou word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's Psalms 119, verse 11, right? So with this Bible verse, Justin used that verse when it came to answering uh, that person's question about how do you hide, what does it mean to have your identity hidden through Christ? So and he blessed my soul so much with that answer, like that he gave with Psalms 119, 11, that I said, man, let's just do a video on Psalms 119.11 today. I want to hear if he had any more to say on that Bible verse. So, all right, Justin, you ready? <laughs> yeah, ready when you are. All right. Yeah, surprised. Yeah, surprised to see the people on the other side of the screen like you weren't expecting them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm ready. Okay. No, I was, I'm ready to go. You ready to go? Like, I was, like, you ready to go? Okay. Yeah, so I'm trying to think a good place to start with this. You posted some good questions about it too. Oh yeah. Uh, hope, that I hope we can address, but I'll just reiterate what I liked about this verse is like a big part of why we hide the word in our heart is to protect it as well. Uh, because like it's, the word is God breathed. It's given to us to rectify any uh, misgivings we have, to give us advice, to teach us. So it's not something that we should just read frivolously. It's like, um, it's a living thing. So if we want to make sure that we like really understand it to meditate on it, another good verse is I've meditated on your law day and, day and night so that I can understand it. It's very important to integrate it into your life by protecting it. And I think we can go more into like how we can integrate it into our lives with the following questions. But I think a big part I just want to start out with is we hide it away because it's a precious thing for us. It's something that we want to make sure doesn't get trounced or trampled, but it's something that we can keep so that we can continue to grow. Right. Yeah, guys, I'm so sleepy, man. My bad, guys. Like, I'm not, if I'm being honest, I'm not even like in the talking mood like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just so like, I'm not gonna say down. That's not the word. I'm just like chill. You know what I mean? So, like, but like, uh, yeah, I, I forgot I had questions, man. So, 
when it came to that Bible verse, like Justin just had me like asking so many questions in my head, like for this Bible verse to like really help people pull out everything that they can from this Bible verse. I'm going to read the verse again, and then I'm going to ask some of the questions. I'm even going to show it on the screen so you can see it. So Psalms 119 verse 11 reads again, uh, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Like there's so many parts with that verse, man. It's crazy. All right, so let's go to the next slide and I'm gonna ask the questions. So here goes a few questions and you guys can answer it too. So the question is, how do we hide God's words, word in our heart? So that's the first question. Uh, second question is, which Justin, we're going to have to read it a few times because it's real confusing. Can you see the screen pretty well? Or the, yeah. Uh, okay. So the second question was, how do you know that the word of God is in the is in your heart rather than only the act of treasuring being in the heart while the word is on the scrolls outside the heart? So there's a lot of parts with that question. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, all right. So you got to read it a few times. The next question was, which it relates to that one. You know, tell me about a time where you read the Bible and unintentionally you had a verse memorized and applied it into your situation because you had unintentionally hit the word of God in your heart. The next question was, when have you found it helpful to know passages of scripture by heart? You know, next question, when have you wished you had done so? Had scriptures in your heart and stuff like that. And then do you think it is vital for a Christian to memorize scripture? And if yes, why? What? helps you to internalize God's word, to take it to heart and be transformed by it? And what word have you treasured in your heart? So there's a lot of questions that we're going to answer in this video, obviously. But it, <laughs> it all starts with how do we hide God's word in our heart? And one of my answers is, you know, hiding God's word in one's heart is a matter of Bible minim, uh, memorization. But it's not just memorizing your Bible, memorizing Bible verses, right? It's not just about reading the bible and stuff like that right it's so much more going on uh uh with that bible verse you know i have i've hidden your word in my heart that i might not sin against you see one thing i like about the psalms because it's written by many people first of all it's not just written by david so a lot of people think it's just written by david that's not true but one thing i like about psalms which i wish like we did bible studies on it justin but i already know it would take a whole lifetime probably take all eternity just because there's so many chapters. It's like 150 chapters. And in Psalms 119, what we just read, that one verse from Psalms 119, it's the longest chapter in the Bible, like just Psalms 119. It has like, I don't know how many verses it has, but it has over 100 verses or something like that. And like, I like the book of Psalms so much because like, it's how I feel like every Christian should feel. And it's, it, and it's how every Christian should be approaching God. Because David's, called a man after God's own heart. And the thing that he tells us here, if he wrote it or another person wrote it, it doesn't matter. They all have like the same soliloquy or whatever you want to call it, same vernacular. Like all of them love God's word. In Psalms 119, you'll see that like they say basically, you know, thy word have I hid in my heart. Like they love his precepts. They love his commandments. They love, you know, his guidance and his wisdom, hearing from God, getting wisdom from God and all that stuff. And not just they don't just love it. They actually want to like just think about it, ponder it, meditate on it day and night. Like Psalms 1-1 says, like meditate on the word day and night, right? So yeah, man. So that's the book of Psalms, right? So how do we hide God's word in our heart? That that question is so broad because there's so many answers. It's not just one thing. So it's talking about 
how we need to internalize God's word. You know, do you want to answer the question first, Justin? Because I don't want to talk too much. Um, yeah, I think maybe a good, an important thing to remember about the first question is that memorization is a good way to have in your heart, but like practicing it or like, that's a good way to say it. Like integrating it into your actions is really important too. I don't know how bad my hair is. <laughs> in a, like finding, whenever you do a Bible study, I think it's always important to um, understand like two things. The first one is like, what does this mean in the context of its uh, passage? And the second one is how can I apply this to my life? So that's a really important thing about memorization is like, it can be applied in so many different ways. That's the amazing thing about the Bible is it is like a living thing. Like two people can read the same verse, but like get different applications or get different message from it. The same person can read the same verse um, in different parts of their life and it be applied or um, have it mean something else in those two different periods of their life. And that's, God intends it that way. He wants, uh, he wants the verses to, apply to us depending on where we're at in life or who we are at that life in that period of time. So I think a big part about the first question is not only memorize it, but figure out how can I apply this? Right. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to say. So like Psalms 119, like when talking about hiding God's word in your heart, what does that mean? It's referred to, it's referring to internalizing God's word. So reading it, studying it, believing it, marinating on it, pondering it, you know, just continually thinking about it, right? It's the only thing on your mind. Being filled with it and being shaped and transformed by it. There's so many things, right? Justin said, the word is active. It's alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Like, it's not something you play around with. It's not just another book that you read and you just read it like a newspaper article. That's people's problem. Like, they don't know the power of what they're reading. Jesus even said that. You know, you have a form of godliness. You know, reading scripture is good. Memorizing scripture is good. But, like, what are you doing with this power? Because it's power there. It's power behind what you're reading. And are you feeling it? Are you experiencing it? Are you living it? Because the word of God should be hidden in our hearts. It should be inside of us, hidden in our hearts. So <laughs> I'm going to say that a lot. But, like, I'm going to say it a lot in the video. But one of the things I want to say is, you know, God's word should be making a home inside of us. It should be taking us residence in our thoughts, in our feelings, in our dreams, in our visions. You know, the word of God is uh, we should be basically transformed from the inside out, you know, by God's truth, by God's word, by what's revealed in the scripture, by anything that we read in the scripture. It should be shaping and transforming our lives because we're applying it. And I just want to read a scripture verse. You know, I thought about it. And I read like Proverbs 2, and it just brought it to life to me. So I'm not going to share a screen because I don't want to get like, I don't know if I get copyright if I share like a a Bible gateway or something like that, like, a, you know, a different website of a scripture. Yeah. So, but I'm not going to take the risk, but you guys know it. Like Proverbs 2 in the NIV, it reads, you know, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear in wisdom and applying applying your heart to understanding, right? Indeed, you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. And if you look for it as silver and search for it as hidden treasure, that's the key words right there, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge 
the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And this verse kills it right here. He holds success in store for the upright, for those who listen to him and seek wisdom and understanding from him. He's a shield for those who walk is blameless, right? For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. See, this is going to be your life, right? When you apply, when you hide God's word in your heart, that's, that takes a lot of wisdom to know that, you know, you don't have all the answers of life, you know, turning your ear to wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom is God. God created wisdom. So who else should you be going to and turning to? You know, there's a song, uh, Who Can I Run To When I Need Love? It's in the 90s. You guys got to look it up. Who can? Who can I run to? It's like by SMV. Like, y'all need to listen to that song. Like, we should only be running to God when it comes to, like, wisdom and guidance and anything we need in life. And when you don't do that, man, how are you going to have success? Right? How are you going to be protected? You're not like <laughs> you can't have it. It just God promises these things. And if you get it, wisdom and understanding from elsewhere, right? You're not going to reap the same benefits as if you obey the Lord. You guys get what I'm saying? But the key verse, like I just want to, I read it because I want to focus on verse one. You know, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, this is what it means to hide God's word in your heart. You got to store up his commands. You got to accept his words. You got to apply his words. You got to. Turn your ear to his word. Like, that's what it means to hide. You know, what does it mean to hide God's word in your heart? That's what it means. Like, you don't just play around with it. It's hidden treasure. It's verse four of Proverbs two. It says, and if you look for it as silver, as gold, as a precious, precious riches on the earth, right? Everybody's looking for money. Everybody wants to win a lottery and have a mansion, have all the fame. You guys know. Let's not play. Everybody wants that, right? But if you look for God's wisdom and God's understanding and look for his word and his commands like you would for those things, man, <laughs> you search for it like hidden treasure. What do you think God's going to do for you, man? Like that's what it means to hide God's word in your heart. You got to be studying it and reading it and marinating on it and believing it that much that it just it's just there already. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to stop because I'm going to keep on going. But, Justin, I'm going to let you keep on going. If you had anything yeah. else. Well, you had kind of struck a chord with me. I'm trying to think of the verse because I, I didn't prepare this, but you just made me, let me think. Like, um, yeah, I think there are a few verses that really go with that too. There, Of course, there's, I think it's a second Corinthians verse where it's saying like, we for we are God's workmanship creating Christ Jesus to do good works, uh, which he prepared in advance for us to do. And another one that was talking about how the law is written on our hearts it kind of shows that a lot of our morals, a lot of the characters of God are already on our hearts. So when we read the Bible, oh, I remember what the verse was. When we read the Bible, like we need to meditate on it to see what clicks with us. Uh, when Paul was on his journey, he, I think he was in the town of Beria. Uh, yeah, because the verse goes, now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those of Thessalonica. Um, for they, for whatever, for they, I'm gonna mess this up. For they, uh, they took Paul's teachings and observed to see if they were true. Uh, paraphrasing, but they basically like they they applied critical thinking to it, which I think is important. We don't want to like follow whatever we hear blindly. We need to like commune with the Spirit, commune with the people God has put in our lives. 
and to see if something actually makes sense for us. I think we need to do that with the Bible too, to see what clicks, what, what um, resonates with the law or the heart that God has given us. And I think like hiding the word in our hearts is a good way to meditate on it. Because like, how do we know, how do we know if something is right? Like we really have to like feel it. We really have to see, does this go with um, the character of God or does this go with like a good character? Like, man, when people saw Jesus, they saw that something was different. Um, Jesus told his disciples uh, to do good and to love one another. And that will let people know that they were his disciples. It wasn't, it wasn't the ability to memorize as many verses or texts as they could. The Pharisees already had that down. It was um, integrating it into their hearts and like seeing what was true, like showing something to the people that they'd never seen before. And I think the only way to do that is to, is to like, like meditate on it day and night to uh, see what was, see what was actually good to see, like, isn't it crazy? Like we, we as a people collectively know it's bad to murder, but like, how do we know that? We just innately know it's bad to murder people or to steal from people or to do bad upon other people. Like it, you don't like a, any child, any baby, if you take something away from them, they know that's unfair. So a big part of our nature is already in the Bible. We just need to read it, to feed on it, to, um, meditate and figure out what's right, what's true, what's like the righteousness of God. Yeah, man, like, I want to focus on that because I we asked the question, you know, how do we hide God's word in our hearts? And that's a lot of answers. And the first answer would obviously be, you know, you need to read the Bible, but you need to know the Bible. Like, the Bible got to be you, basically. Like, just imagine, I always use that analogy, like, imagine if you had the whole Bible memorized. And you were the Bible, like you know what I mean. Like you knew every single nick and cranny in the Bible, ver in in the Bible. You knew how to everything related with each other. Like, do you think you would live the same way? Like, if you, if you knew the whole entire Bible, like you knew your name, right? Like your life would be completely different. So, like, this is what it means to have God's word hidden in your heart. Like, it. it honestly, like people, the first thing people say is memorizing, but if you memorize the whole Bible, but are not being transformed by it, then you're not hiding God's word in your heart, you know? And then on the contrary, if you are allowing the truth of God to guide you, teach you, admonish you, inform you, then you are hiding God's word in your heart, right? So it doesn't matter how many scripture verses you know, if you're not practicing what you preach, if you're not allowing it to, you know, make you better. And that's the thing. Justin, when we do our series on don't judge, man, like that's what I've been gearing up for too, by oh, the way. Man. So like, yeah, like when we do that series, the most powerful thing in the Bible, like one of the most powerful things I've been seeing is like the Bible is a mirror, right? And we know Matthew 7, verse 1 so well. Everybody do, like do not judge. It's so easy to remember. For the same measure you judge others is the same measure that's going to come back on you. And that verse is so powerful because the Bible is a mirror. So when you're critical towards your neighbor, and you hate people, and you're really judgmental towards people, I want everybody to get this, then you're only showing how much grace you lack. Because where grace abounds, much more grace is given to others, right? Like, 
if you are to those who are forgiven much, forgive much. See, this is why it's important to meditate on the word. This is why it's important to hide God's word in your heart because you'll be able to articulate truth and discern righteous living and discern just how you should, what's God's thinking towards the situation because his ways are higher than our ways and that's how we should be acting, right? We should be acting like God would in our situation, you know, be like Jesus. What would Jesus do, right? So, um, but yeah, man, it's it's great if we memorize scripture. Like memorizing scripture is probably considered, you know, a spiritual discipline because it takes a lot of discipline. But it's even more important for us to develop the, the discipline of letting God's word fill your heart, mold your character, direct your behavior, and change your life. Because again, the Bible is a mirror. It's only showing us what we need to be fixing in ourselves. The, how many times in the Bible do you see examine yourself? to see if you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Like, we're trying to prepare ourselves to meet our maker. Because on our judgment day, we're only going to be judged. God's just going to judge us. He ain't going to judge who you are judging. He ain't going to worry about nobody else. Like, <laughs> on somebody else's judgment day, he's not going to pat you on the back for saying, like, you should have turned to Jesus and that person didn't listen to you. So he, Jesus is going to give you credit for telling that person. No, like, <laughs> not, they're going to be judged, you know, according to their sins and everything like that. So, like, yeah, you guys get what I'm saying, man. Like, it's so much when it just with that, uh, with that question. You want to go to the next one, Justin? Because yeah. like, every question is about to build upon each other. Like, to... Yeah, yeah. I want to say something quick because, man, every time you say something, it resonates with like something I want to say now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think a big part of like, um, we have to have the word reflect. Man, I forgot what you said already. That made me think about this. The but, Bible's like, the, here. Yeah. The word also has to like reflect from us like oh yeah, yeah you're saying like the bible's like a mirror of what we have to improve on but we integrate the word into us because we need to let that reflect onto other people too like there man ezekiel says we've been given a new heart in the spirit but we've got like so much flesh that's fighting it all the time we need to integrate more and more spirit to fight that flesh um and we do that for the purpose of other people seeing and reflecting off of this is what the Bible is truly about. It's not about, oh gosh, it, I just have so many friends who've been like turned off from uh, the faith or Christianity for unfortunately like good reason because they see the hypocrisy that's in all of us and of like trying to live up to, trying to push people towards a standard without love or like trying to push on laws on people who don't understand it, like laws without love in it. And it's like, that's not what we want to reflect. So we need to integrate the book of the law so we can reflect the kindness and love that God wants us to reflect. And I think the only way to do that is like, have that, have that in our inner being first. Otherwise, it's just going through the motions. It's just going through the phys physical actions of it all. Yeah. Now you got me, you got my mind racing too. Like, what does it mean yeah. to hide God's word in your heart? Like, that's another question. So... Mm. G Justin just said it, man. Like, you don't just internalize it. It got to come out. It got to mm. flow out of you, right? Like, so you're reading the Bible, right? You're reading words on the paper, right? At the end of the day, it's a scroll, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the Bible, right? It's God's love letter. So, like, these words shouldn't just be words on a paper. It should come out in some kind of way. It should flow out of you. It has living waters in it, right? It has food for everybody's soul, and it's going to nourish and satisfy everybody like nothing else on earth can or will 
only God can satisfy, right? And God's word is all we need, <laughs> all right? So we have his word. So all we got to do is give it to other people. How do we give it to other people? We give it to other people in the, in the antidotes and in the medications. We give it to them as they need, right? Based on whatever their needs are, right? Kind of go with what Paul said at the end of 1 Corinthians 12. How did he say it? He said, he said basically like, um, I'm gonna just read the Bible verse because just like I know you had something man, after we just talked about that, but like First Corinthians 12 is the very last scripture verse. Yeah, desire all spiritual gifts. Now we eagerly desire the greater gifts, right? What's the greater gift? And yet I will show you the most excellent way, which is love, loving your neighbor, right? So like you know, I would even say like reading the Bible that's great, you know. Uh, Praying over scripture verses, great. Spending time with God is even better, right? But at the end of the day, you got to show people you know the word. You got to show people you know God. You got to show people God on earth because they're not experiencing that in this dark world. You got to be the light. You should be the light, just like the maker. You sh the, the student should be like the teacher. The student, well, the student should be like the master. The, you guys get what I'm saying, all that stuff. The son should be like the father, daughter should be like the father, father all that stuff. So like, yeah, man, like when we're, how do you, how do you show that you know God's word? You know, how do you show that the word of God's hidden in you? Like, obviously you're not gonna have Bible verses on you. Some people got it tattooed on them, but like, are they, are people experiencing the living word? Are they experiencing the spirit? That's how you know it's hidden inside of you, man. If they could feel your love, that's the greater way. And they could feel God speaking through you, uh, loving through you, like doing doing things for other people. Like you guys get what I'm saying, man. We everybody's so selfish and do things for selfish motives. Like they want God to bless them, but they're not willing to bless other people. But love acts. It's it's an act. It, it acts. It shows that it's there. That's what God does. It'd be something that God just said He loves us, but He left us. Like He did, like His words didn't match up with what He actually says in His word. But it, His words. And his actions line up. You guys get what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, man, like, we got to do better when it comes to, like, really hiding the word of God in our hearts. Like, it's so much with that, man. Just you just got me talking about it, man. <laughs> and, yeah, I feel like we just hit, like, a vein of good topics just now. Right. I, wasn't, uh, I didn't think we were going to be. <laughs> yeah. All so right, next question. Another question now? Yeah, man. Like, yeah, let's go ahead and get to before I, Yeah, I know we have gone into it before I brought that up. Right. All right. So the next question was, uh, so I'm gonna let you look at this one because this one, and I should have made it bigger because this is the main one. This this one right here. Oh, yep. the one that says confusing. So how do you know that the word of God is in the heart, in your heart, or in the heart, rather than only the act of treasuring being in the heart while the word is on the scrolls outside the heart? All right. So basically, just this question is asking is, you know. How do you know that, you know, what you're reading, how do you not just read in the Bible and reading words on a paper, you know, on a scroll that's outside of your heart and it's not really inside of your heart? That's you know what I'm saying. So, like, you know, it's the difference between having a word in your heart and and not having it, you know, just reading the Bible and not really treasuring the words that's coming out. And it's just on a it's on a sheet of paper, basically. That's all it is. So that's that's the that's the question. So how do you know the difference, basically? 
And we, I think we answered that, so we don't really have to talk about that. But yeah, I did have. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just to add on, yeah, I think we did answer a good part of it, but yeah, I think just our actions. Um, just to summarize what we've already said, like our actions, does um, has it been integrated in our heart enough where do we treat people kinder? Does the do people see more of Jesus reflected from us when we go out every day? It's like, um, oh shoot, I forgot who said it. Um, oh, Paul, right? yeah, Paul said half of this stuff, but like our faith without without actions is are just like dirty rags. So if something's like really in our heart, if we really treasure it, like we're gonna show it off, like a like a Christmas present. I don't hide my Christmas presents. I'll like take a picture, send it to my friends, show it off a little bit. I think this is the same deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like where I was getting at with that question too. Like I'm gonna bring it to light now. So, like, there's a different difference between having a Bible and actually knowing the Bible, right? Like, there's a difference between knowing the Bible and actually like experiencing living, experiencing the living Word, which is God, right? So, like, uh, one of my quotes I saw was, you know, carry God's words around in you, not just on your smartphone. Like carry God's word around inside of you, not just you know in your in in the Bible. Like a lot of people like think that carrying the Bible is gonna do something. Like literally, they carry a Bible around. I don't think people do it that as much as they used to. But some people do. They have that same mindset. Like they carry a Bible around, but they don't know anything in it, right? Like if I ask who Shifran Pool is, I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to know who that is, or who's Anissa Forrest. All right, there's so many people in the Bible you don't know. All right, King Josiah, the youngest king in Israel's history or Jerusalem's history. I think he's in the southern kingdom. And he ruled when he was eight years old. And then, like, Jokaida, like, that was his, like, mentor or something. I don't know. But there's so many stories in the Bible. Like, if you knew it, it would change your life, right? You could apply. <laughs> One of the questions I was going to ask everybody, basically, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, tell me about a time when you read the Bible and unintentionally you had a verse memorized and applied it to your situation because you had unintentionally hit the word of God in your heart. Another question was, when have you found it helpful to know passages of scripture by heart? And when have you wished you had done so? And those questions are powerful because a lot of times in life we have, we go through problems that we we could have avoided if we, if we would have just had God's wisdom. And a lot, a lot of times we're lost and we don't know what to do in our, with our lives. But if we just would have just went to God's word, we wouldn't be lost, right? <laughs> like you see, you guys see the logic, man. Like we're lost and confused because we don't have a word from God. And this is what it means to hide God's word in your heart. Like you gotta you hide God's word in your heart. So you're storing up treasure, right? Storing up treasures in heaven. This is what you're literally doing. The more you study God's word and the more you stay in God's word and you carry it around like that. In your inside of you and you just let it marinate and stay with you every day that's and you're doing it constantly when situations in life occur that that really surprises you you're going to have a word from god for that situation and that's mm. a beautiful place to be like uh. the worst place to be is to be going through crap and situations in life and just being lost and not having a revelation from god not knowing what god is doing you know, through and why he's taking you through this process because God's plans are perfect. You know, his mm-hmm. will is perfect. Everything that he does is purposeful 
and nothing happens accidentally. So everything happens for our edification, for our growth, to mature in the faith, to reveal God's glory so we can get a close, closer to God and draw nearer to him, you know, and see him in a different way, learn a new name of God. There's a lot of reasons. And these are all scripture verses. So like in, in every season, you're, you're learning something new about God, like God's doing something new. And there's always a word in the Bible for you with each and every single situation. So I'll just tell you about myself. So like for me, anytime I'm going through a situation like, like when I had suicidal thoughts in 2017, 2016, first question I asked, which was the smartest question to ask is like, what does the Bible have to say about this? Like what I'm feeling? I was feeling rejected and I was feeling, uh, <laughs> and I, well, let's just talk about that. I, feel, I felt rejected. So Bank of America, I had an $8,000 job right after college, $40 an hour, really great money. <laughs> so like Bank of America, let me go like from out of nowhere. And I felt rejected, right? And who, do you know somebody, there's a word, in, how many How many people in the Bible, there's a lot of stories in the Bible that relate to rejection. It can touch your soul and give you the revelation, motivation, just anything you need for what, you, what you're going through right now. So for me, that situation was, you know, Jesus can identify with anything that we're going through in life because he faced rejection as well, obviously. He faced rejection from the Jews. He faced rejection from his hometown. He uh, faced rejection from even the, the disciples. They abandoned him. He uh, faced rejection from, uh, let's go back. Let's, the story that touched me the most was when he was in Nazareth after one year of ministry. And he went into a synagogue, which says was his custom, right? So he did it every time, every Sunday or every Saturday, whatever the Sabbath is. <laughs> he went, it was his custom to go every week. And he was the rabbi, so he had to read a uh, a Bible verse that day from the rabbi, of the, the teacher of that church, that synagogue. And he the verse that he stumbled upon that of that day was like, you know, uh, basically talking about the Savior's here, the Messiah's here, salvation's here. I'm the Messiah. That's what he said. And all of Nazareth was so mad. They said, you're Joseph's son. You're Mary's son. We know you. You lived here in Nazareth. You're one of us. Like, and so basically they were about to throw him off a cliff. They pushed him to the edge of a cliff and they were about to throw him off. And I never knew that was in the Bible. And it just said that he parted, he parted them and just walked away. And it was so powerful because like, just imagine like how much power you got to have to park people like that, that are racist. Like I'm a black person. So imagine me during slavery time, I ran away from my master and I could just park 50 white people. like and just walk away heck no that's not gonna happen <laughs> but jesus did that but he faced rejection as well that's my point point. and then when i had suicidal thoughts you know that was the storm a dark time what uh -huh. story in the bible relates to that you know jesus calming the storm i was going through a storm but he promised let's he promised the very first verse before that story even started in mark chapter 4 verse 35 he said Let's go to the other side. So he promised the disciples, even though a storm was coming, he knew a storm was coming. He knows you're going to struggle in life and you're going to face problems. You're going to have suicide thoughts, stuff like that. Yet he promises you're going to make it to the other side. So just keep on living. Keep on fighting a good fight of faith. That's a fight of faith. You don't, it looks dark right now, but the light at the end of the tunnel is Jesus. Just keep your eyes on him. Keep on moving. Like, see, like, <laughs> this is what it means to hide God's word in your heart, man. Like, there's so many Bible verses, like if you, so many Bible stories that if you knew it, when stuff happens, when crap hits the fan, you're going to be able to apply it to your life. So 
Yeah, I'm taking forever, Justin. You want me to ask the questions again? Or are you good? You, you, you know, uh, oh, one sec. Actually, yeah, go back to the question we were. I actually been listening to the response. I'm not sure which question we're on. All right, we're, we're right here. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell me about time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think like uh, it's, and I'll, when you present that question, I was trying to think of, because I know I've had those moments before too. Um, but I think just to, just to piggyback on what you're going, I, I think like you have to constantly be in the word to have these moments as well, though. Like it's, sometimes it does just happen. Like I, oh man, I know I've had these moments. I can't remember. I remember hearing the same verse like three times in one week. And like by the third, by the second time, I thought that was a cool coincidence. By the third time I was like, hold on, something's going on. Cause I heard it in a Bible study with friends, um, in a Bible study by myself and then at church. So I think you have to surround yourself with, um, you have to surround yourself with a good community who like wants you to grow and stuff like that. And you, then you also have to like dive into the word yourself. You have to lo like love what you read. Like um, it doesn't just pop up um, without searching for it because a big part of it is like, if you search for God, he'll, he'll reveal himself to you, but you have to be like searching for him. And I think um, just to continue what Sean was saying. Yeah. It's like, it's, you need to keep studying the word because it's going to be different in every situation. You might already have a verse memorized, but sometimes like rereading it has a whole nother power on its own. Um, it's, uh, you're in a different part of your life. It's, uh, you might interpret things differently. Um, not to say you're smarter, but you could just be in a whole different situation that needs the word at that time. Uh, so even, I don't know, it's tough. Even if you have the word in your heart already, I think God wants us to put in a consistent effort to continue to read and meditate on the, um, on the Bible. Even if you've got the whole Bible memorized. And it reminds me when my brother, I told my brother I would be busy one day because I was going to a Bible study. And he's like, oh, have you already like uh, read the whole Bible by now? And I'm like, that's not how that works. It's like you constantly learn new things. It's it's even better when you're like in a study with other people because you see different perspectives. Like if we're we're all made after God's image, but we're it's like a diamond. There's different facets, different sides to it. Everyone has a different perspective. Not one person can encompass all of God. That's Jesus's job. But each one of us has a different perspective for each verse. So yeah, just it's it's a hard feeling to describe when a verse really hits you, when it really applies to your life. Like you can always find a life verse or a verse that you really connect to, but it's a very good feeling to be hit by a verse that reaches you at a moment in your life that you really need it. Yeah, man, like I want to say um, too, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it because you know that verse in the King James version it says, you know, that word I've treasured in my heart, right? So the phrase I've treasured happens in the Old Testament 30 times. And anytime it's mentioned, it basically means to hide or to store, right? So I have treasured means to hide or store. And that's important because in ancient time periods, you know, 
Hiding is what you did to a treasure, you know, before banks. You know, they didn't have banks back then. So obviously they would have to hide their treasure, you know, if they want to keep it safe. And this is what we should be doing with God's word. It's, it's a treasure. It's a gem. It's something to be, uh, to not be uh, play with. You guys get what I'm saying? Like, it should be the most valuable asset that you have because it is, right? It's everything. It has everything you need for, you know, it's like what Jesus said, you know, when he, they asked Jesus, aren't you going to eat? You know, I have the bread of life. I have the word, like live off the bread. Like, you know, like, so like, you know, the psalmist that wrote Psalms 119 verse 11, the verse we're talking about, you know, he didn't mean that the act of valuing happens in, in his heart. So he wasn't saying that, you know, because I'm reading this verse, it's in my heart automatically. No, he wasn't saying that. He's like, uh, you know, the word is being hidden and stored up in his heart as something valuable, like a treasure, right? So how is he doing this? That That's the powerful part in this verse. So the verse said, you know, I'm going to read the verse again because I don't want to butcher it. It says, that word have I hid in my mind heart that I might not sin against you. That was powerful. This is what blessed my soul, Justin, because I was asking, I'm kind of like Paul in a situation Paul was in, and I hate to compare myself with him, but you got to get what I mean. Like when Paul said, I think it was 1 Corinthians 12 or 2 Corinthians 12, one or two. He said, um, there's a thorn in my side that I've been praying to God about and pleading and asking him to take it away. But he said he's not going to take it away. Like, you know, I keep on begging him to. And he de he doesn't specify what the, the sin, the temptation, whatever it is, the thorn in his side, what that is. And But God said, you know, my grace is sufficient for you and your weakness for when you are weak, then you are strong. Right. So. That verse, this verse is so powerful. It says, you know, I've hidden my word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So because you hid God's word in your heart, it's going to keep you from sinning, right? So if you have a thorn in your side, you're wondering how you're going to break free from the chains that are holding you hostage and in bondage. This is a this is a word for me as well. You know, the way to not sin is to treasure the word of God in your heart. The <laughs> One way to keep from sinning, one way to attain the ultimate reason for being, you know, to live for the glory of God by enjoying him forever is to store up the word of God in our hearts as something very precious. So when we have the word of God stored up or hidden in our hearts and treasure it like gold or silver, the word will function to keep us from sin. So this is why it's so important to know the word of God, because it will keep you from the narrow the, the broad way that everybody else is taking it's gonna keep you from uh the deceptions and the lies that the devil's throwing in your face and flaunting at you and saying man this is gonna make you happy you already know it's not because there's nothing new under the sun like ecclesiastes says the wisest man ever solomon he said you know sex i had all of it i had all the women if you think that that's gonna make you happy i had it it's not i thought it would it's vanity. It ends in vanity. He said, I had all the money in the world. <laughs> I was rich. I was the best king of all of Israel in Israel's history. Yet, even that's vanity. It not, means nothing. He said, the only thing that satisfies is God. So if we could learn how to glorify God by enjoying him, we would know how not to sin. And if we could learn how not to sin, we would know how to glorify God by enjoying him. So this is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that, you know, we live life to glorify God. That should be the goal for everybody, right? We want to enjoy being in his presence. 
And the only way to really do that is that we have to learn how to to enjoy being with him and, and enjoy and learn how to glorify God by enjoying him. That glorifies him. It does not glorify him if we look for all stuff that's perishing away, that's temporary, the temporary fixes that we try to get in this life, right? If we keep on trying to pursue those things, man, we're only it's only going to lead to sin, right? And that verse that I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So if you're struggling with sin, this is why. Because you, you're not, this, again, that goes back to the situation. So what, what is that sin that you're struggling with? There's a Bible story for it, right? And for me, let's just say Proverbs 5, 6, 7, and 8, and 9. Like all those chapters in the Bible, man. It talks about, like, yeah, let's just talk about it. <laughs> it talks about a promiscuous woman, and it talks about, like, a good woman, like a righteous woman. And it's two women calling out for every man. Even for a woman, let's just throw it out there. A man's calling out for you, right? It's a good one and it's a bad one. One has everything laid out for you and planned out for you. It has pillars, has fruits of the spirit, has food. Everything has been set out and prepared for you and it's perfectly knitted and crafted for you and your purpose and your plan and it just flows. But there's one, another woman calling out for you and she is just like, man, she just promising you uh, promising you stuff and saying nice things to you. But like, she's not prepared. She's just trying to get you to come in the room with her so that she can destroy your life and kill you. And because what does Satan do? He, he comes to steal, kill and destroy. And this is what happens in life when you don't know God's word. So it's two women calling out for everybody. It's two men calling out for everybody. If you're a woman or a man, based on you guys, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, so God has already set out the perfect way for all of us. And we have to take that way because we take the other way. Like, okay. like <laughs> It's just so much justin with that verse. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to stop talking, man. Because, like, I really got to break that down. I'm not going to do it. Man. I got to do that on another video. <laughs> no. I mean, that's a good verse, though, too. And, like, yeah, it's, I thought it was funny that you were kind of tentative about comparing yourself to Paul. Because, like, um, I don't know. I think Paul is, like, an interesting character character to, com like, an interesting standard. Because, man, he was, like, the worst of the worst, though. He's killing Christians left and right. And, like, even God was able to, um, like, redeem him. Same with, like, the disciples. They were, they were like, low, lower, lowest of the low. They were, like, low class and, like, not very educated. But God used... Jesus was able to use them. So I don't know, like you can use anybody. I don't think it's a bad thing to compare compare ourselves to them at all. It just shows that you resonate with the different characters. <clears throat> but yeah, I think it's just, I think um, just more about how it's a treasure. I think that just reminds me about a lot of my friends who would go to seminary sometimes. Like they they actually told me that there were some people who didn't believe in God or atheists who also went to the school to like study the Bible and study the literature and study the um, documentary that was involved with it. And like, they learned like Greek and Hebrew just to understand the Bible more. I thought that was crazy to go to like a whole school that for something you didn't believe in. But I, I think that is like missing a point is they don't treasure it. They just read it like a, what do you say? Like a newspaper. Mm -hmm. And I think like a, like that's that's the difference between treasuring it in your heart 
and like having it written on a scroll is like it's just on the outside man it's it's just words on a page it's gosh our culture our culture is so different than what the culture was back then if you wrote if you wrote um the word god or any other word they considered holy you weren't allowed to like scratch it out or white it out or throw it away like they they had to keep that and sometimes they would like reuse that paper as like um book bindings or they they, they just weren't allowed to throw it away it was like already blessed already holy um so it's like they took that stuff seriously back then and like that i feel like that's something we're missing um as well like it's you you just hear the lord's name used in vain all the time like oh god or jesus christ and like man that feels weird when i say it that way and i hate that because like our words almost have like no meaning now like the bible says words are like a double-edged sword and it's like we don't realize how much they can either hurt people or build them up uh, we just say whatever we want and kind of the same with the word like we don't treasure it we don't see how important it is we don't see how alive it actually is to us yeah man i'm not sure where i was going with this i'm just like speaking what was like what you made me think but it's like it is a you're right it is a treasure though it is something that we need to take more seriously than we do it's not just something that we go to church and like um read the bible as like part of a checklist of what to do and that like that's some stuff I want to talk about when we get into our another video idea you shot at me. It's like, how do we know we're going to heaven? And like, it involves some of that stuff too. <clears throat> but a big part of it is like, we need to enjoy the time that God has given us. Man, we live in a great time where we can access the Bible or go to Bible studies all the time or go to church without being executed. It's like back then, um, before Jesus, like it was all oral tradition. Like you had to, and like a lot of times they weren't even uh, literate. You had to like memorize scripture that you liked or like uh, ask, go to the priest who actually knew the Bible to like figure something out. But now, man, we, we have easy access to it, which might, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a blessing or a curse because now that it's so readily accessible, it's almost like it's lost a lot of meaning for us but yeah we just need to realize how precious it is and like really treasure it for the um well the treasure that it is right <coughs> yeah last thing i want to say too was you know going back to that verse i'm hitting your word in my heart so that part in my heart so when it says in my heart it's talking about you know inside of me not just on a tablet outside of me mm. <laughs> so the words of God are not just kept in writing for the psalmist to consult outside of himself. How many people do that, man? Like when it comes to the Bible, like you know, they they just read it. it okay, it's that. Like that's what it is. Like it's just I'm just reading it. I read it. Yeah, like it just stops there. The bulk stops there. But no, like you know, in my heart, it means to keep. You know, the psalmist was talking about. You know, uh how he was talking about how the words coming from the bible you know is kept him it is kept for his consultant inside of him in, in his heart 
So it's not meant to just be outside of himself and stay there. It's supposed to come inside for him to consult, examine, test himself. And that's what it's talking about in the Old Testament. Old Testament, many times mentions the heart. It's talking about, you know, thinking and feeling. So these words of God are being treasured in a place where they can be thought and felt. That's what that's what it means uh, for the word of God to be hidden in our hearts. So like in times of trial, like I've been trying to say, you know, it's wonderful to be able to run to something like Psalms 23 when it's on your mind and it just comes to your mind without needing to read it. You know, do you have Psalms 23 memorized? It's only six verses, like pretty easy. Well, you know, Psalms 100 too. I think it's only six verses too or 11. It's really, no, it's six. It's really short. Like, you know what I mean? So like another thing, you know, when sharing your faith with others, it helps to be able to cite relevant Bible passages such as John 3.16 or Romans 6.23 or Romans 8.28. You know, like there's just so many like verses that are just like applicable that you have to know. Like and even if you don't know it, you know, it's not essential for you to have it like memorized verbatim, but it is essential for you to at least know what it's talking about. You should be able to pull it out and it just flows out of you. And that's like for preachers, like that's how you know you know what you're talking about. Like a, a good preacher, a great preacher, y'all, y'all heard them before. Like it just flows out of them. They don't have to look at nothing. Like they're not confined to a sheet of paper reading verbatim. That's my pet peeve when I was young. A preacher just reading on off a sheet of paper the whole time. Like, mm. like talk from the heart, bro. Like you know, that's mm. what it means for the word of God to be hidden inside of you. It just comes out of you. It flows out of you. It ebbs from you. You know, out of your belly shall flow living waters. It's not on a sheet of paper. You're not depending on the paper. It just comes out of you, right? So <laughs> this is what it means. It's on you, in your heart. This is for all believers. There's coming a time for every believer where God wants to speak through you. Let's just put it that way. So like God wants to speak through you, but he can only speak through you if you've been spending time with him and been in his word because his word's going to come out of you if you've been with him, right? So yeah, man, a lot of people want to be used by God and stuff like that, but the word of God's not in you like that. You, you didn't marinate on it. You didn't uh, ponder it and meditate on it day and night. Like, you're inconsistent. So that's why nothing's pouring out of you like that. But I'm telling you now, like, from this video, you know, what I'm, I just really, Justin just blessed my soul talking about that Bible verse, guys. Like, I'm going to read the Bible verse again, because I pray that this video bless you guys. Like, the Bible verse was Psalms 119, verse 11. And here it goes. You know, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Right? So, yeah, this verse has blessed me so much. There's so much to talk about with it. So I pray that it bless you guys and as much as it blessed me. So, Justin, you good? You said anything you want to say? Yeah, I think I'm good for that one. Yeah, man. So that's the video, guys. And if you enjoyed this video, I got way more videos like it. So if you go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, uh, I have a lot of playlists on this YouTube channel, and one of the playlists I have is titled Verses of the Day, so I haven't done a Verses of the Day video in so long, so Justin, yeah, he just helped me to add to this playlist, so if you want to see more sermons and Bible studies and videos like this, and we just tear up Bible verses and really elaborate on them, check out this playlist, and also, I just had to, like, start a playlist on Psalms. 119.11 specifically, just talking about hiding God's word in your heart, protecting God's word, like Justin said in the video. He was talking about how, you know, a lot of times the world's going to tell you what your identity is, but if 
you stay in God's word, God's word already tell you, tells you what who you are, what your identity is. So you need to protect your identity that God has given you, <laughs> despite what the world tells you your identity is. So that playlist is gonna be bad. But check out that video too. You know, your identity is hidden through Christ, man. That video like was crazy that me and Justin did. That's on my YouTube channel as well. Then obviously I got a playlist on Psalms 119. So all the sermons, Bible studies, animations I do on Psalms 119 would be there. And then here goes Justin's YouTube channel, Chaplain's Log. So subscribe to his YouTube channel. Turn on post notifications. And yes, Patrina Pierce, man. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for commenting. You rock so much. God bless you. And we can't wait to uh you join us again. And also uh Katrina. Uh, here goes my other social media pages. So I gotta make sure I share these with you. So follow me on my other social media pages, especially my Facebook page, uh, Sean Christopher Jenkins, LinkedIn, Twitter, Snap, Instagram, TikTok, Trevor Don't Last. All right, but here goes my other social media pages. I have the best social media pages ever, guys. And uh, if you have any questions, DM me, me or Justin on one of our social media platforms. Specifically, what works for me and Justin's probably Facebook page. And then um, maybe even Instagram. Trouble don't last for my underscore day underscore Bible. If you got any questions that you want us to do a video on, well, we got you on that front. And then also, let me share uh, Justin's Facebook page. Yeah, here goes his Facebook page right here. So, yeah, befriend him, Justin Lee Howe on Facebook. What language is this, Justin? I haven't. Is this new? Oh. This is my Chinese name. Yeah. Yeah, my grandfather picked it out. He's from Taiwan. Okay. Does that say like Justin Lee Howe or does it say something else? It's a Chinese name my grandfather gave me. It means like Norway. profound. Profound. What's that? Yeah. That's profound. Yeah. So Bantu is you said hallway? Yeah, hallway. The first one's uh yeah, first one's ho, the second one's way. Like way is a really common word used in uh, male Chinese names. It's basically your last name, man. Oh, Howell. Yeah. Like, like, I think I picked it out because it sounded similar to Howell. So like right. Howe. Sounds pretty similar. Yeah, we've done a lot of videos together, and I still find something new. You know, yeah. learn something that's new, man. Hey, that's good. All right, all right, guys. Would you guys have a good one? Me and Justin about the probably talk for a minute, but you guys can have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you again. We still got Nehemiah 2 coming out. A lot more questions to ask on social media. A lot more videos like talking about judging people. Get ready for that series, guys. It's going to be crazy. Not comparing yourself. That's a series I started. I don't know if Justin want to play around with that series yet, but we'll see. But you guys have a great rest of your night and kick major butt at your work You know, all this week and any of your dreams that you're working towards or goals you have you know for this week i pray that you shatter them and you accomplish all of them in jesus name amen talk to you guys later yeah what you drinking on man coffee oh man tea